Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavor Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Raz and Randy Griggs. And the Odyssey continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? Welcome to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. I'm your host, Robbie Raz. It's our co-host, Randy Griggs. We're coming to you live from Lot B and Lot B- minus out here in California. Brought to you, Randy, by the fine folks at Drew Estate. The Rebirth of Cigars. Thank you so much for sponsoring our show. Uh, Randy, how are you feeling today? Don't I am doing... Whole, no, 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 no. Don't tell us the whole story. Just say, how are you feeling? I was just going to say, I'm doing great, and I'm excited to be here. What a <laughs> jerk. <laughs> the show hasn't even started, and you're already picking on me. It's, oh, I, I, I started yesterday. just didn't notice. Uh, no, really, sorry. How are you today? Are you doing well? I'm doing great, man. Yeah, super excited to be here. Um, you know, this is, um, I'm already loving the whole concept for a season two. I think this is going over really well. And so it's kind of a fun little milestone to uh, get to the end of our first wrapper. First out of six wrappers, I believe, correct? I think we settled on six, yeah. yeah. Don't ask me yeah. to name all six. I'm not looking at the Trello board, Randy. But <laughs> I know that there are <laughs> – we do have six. I can't believe we're already – this is the last episode of Connecticut. I can't believe that. And yeah. I apologize. My internet seems to be choppy today. I don't know why. It's uh, lately whenever it gets hot, and it was about 93 here today, it's, uh, it looks a little slow. So apologies. Um, not much I could do. Uh, I tried to call who, who was it, Randy Al Gore. He invented it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's got. I, I called him up, but he didn't take my call. Gotta get an upgrade so. to that internet. <laughs> well, I, you know what? I've what I've been meaning to do for the past what? How long we've been doing this? Three months is to uh, is to get a, a, an Ethernet cable and just hardwire, but um, I haven't done it. You have been on on Wi-Fi this whole time. Yeah. Do you have the physical Ethernet cable? What I just say? That you need to get one. So I have one for you. I, <laughs> oh, do you really? Yeah, yeah. I, I, is it 300 feet? Because my internet, I'm so far away from my internet right now. No, I, I think the longest one I have is 100 feet. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And this is, nobody cares about this. This is totally boring. This is riveting. This, what are you it, talking about? I, how far <laughs> is Rob away from his I've always wondered that. Yeah. Um, okay, so so here it is. I haven't seen them yet. I really hope that they're matching again today. I want to say hello to the boys back in Colorado at the home base. I What's had up, to. Fellas? Oh, we are yes, kind of matching. matching. I, I love I, it. As they're, soon as you said that, I looked down for the first time. Oh, are we? And sure enough, no, because well, mine, kind of. yeah, mine is light colored and his is dark colored. This is one I'm serious about work. I put on this. Yeah, like, me too. Business. Man. I had I had to look. Dojo I had to business. look. I had to look really nice tonight because I had stuff. I had to do, but once again, I don't have the cigar because, and I smoked the last one last week again for the second week in a row. Because you'd think the hosts would tell us what we're gonna be smoking. They told you like two months ago. 
It's been on the website. Oh. I can send you the link. It's cigardojo.com slash um, something. And who put it on the website, Jordan? You did. It's not on the website. We're spicy today. We're feeling spicy today. I know it's on the website because I put it on there today. I I like last week's explanation. Nobody sent him a free version of this cigar is why he doesn't have it. (laughs) This show is already... I'm angry! This show is already off the rails. That's the best kind. That's the best kind. Hmm. Hey, boys, before we start, Robbie, Robbie, before we start, we got... We got big news, and then I promise I'll shut up, and you guys just talk the rest of the time. But big, big, huge news is Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest officially canceled. Bummer. Total bummer. We all agree that's a drag. Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest is, in my opinion, one of the top two events in the entire year. You got The Great Smoke with Abe. It's Smoke In Cigars. And then you got Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest, the two best events. And they happen... They happen opposite ends of the year, which is cool. You got Abe's event is in fe- late February, and then you got Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest late August. Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest is officially canceled due to COVID concerns and the state restrictions on that. But the good news is the guys at Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest have asked the dojo, the Cigar Dojo, to be the official virtual version of the event. So on that day, August 29th, this is a Saturday, we are going to have several live shows featuring um, guys from the industry that would normally be at Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest. We'll be doing live shows throughout the day featuring those guests. There's going to be all kinds of prizes, all kinds of stuff. And here's the best news of all. If you were like super excited to come to Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest, fly in and be like a dojo participant and come to the dojo party and all that sort of stuff, you can still do that. We are still 100% go. We're going to have a party on Friday night for people that fly in, and then you guys can join us on Saturday. I'm hoping that both Robbie and Randy will be here in studio helping me host the shows throughout the day. It's I, It could be. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be as great as having a regular Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest. Let's just put that out, out there. But if you can't do that, we're going to turn lemons into lemonade, baby. We're going to have a great time. Don't hesitate to contact me. I'm getting a room block if you want to fly out. You can be close to the studio, just a couple miles away in a nice hotel. I have a friend who runs a Holiday Inn Express. Really cool. Has a sports bar, the whole rig and roll. So we'll have a cool hotel for you guys to stay in. So just contact me offline if you still want to come in. And you can hang out with us. Robbie, Randy, I'm hoping both of you will be here that day on August 29th. Rocky Mountain Scarf Fest virtual. Can I just say, at one point you said, and the best news of all, I was so excited because I thought you were going to say, the best news of all is, Rob and Randy, you're going to be here. Yeah. That's that's all part of it. That's that's all part of (laughs) the shenanigans. It was a bit of a personal wah-wah for me. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. No, that's, that's the plan, man. I, I, it's, it's trending in that direction uh, that uh, I will be uh, able to be in studio. Randy, I think you're going to be there as well. That's, uh, you know, it sucks because Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest is, I've been there twice, twice, I think. And it's awesome. It really is one of the best. I've never been to, uh, to Abe's event, but as far as a consumer event where you can go in and you can talk with people and you and you can purchase cigars as well it is uh it is one of the best if not the best uh that that i've been to anyway and so it is a bummer that it's not going to happen but 
we um you know we could do uh we could make something something special out of it yeah that's the cool part is that this could be like the start of something new and who who better to help me host four hours worth of live shows than these two guys it's like on a telethon. flavor odyssey i mean Ooh. you'll oh, be somebody it sucks it's going to be great, man. There's going to be prizes. Oh, oh. There's going to be everything. It's going to be Randy's going to be juggling incredible. on the cycle. Randy's going to cook. He's going to barbecue for everybody. It's going to be it's going to be amazing. So let's just get that let's just get people I'm excited for that. Randy's going to cook. I'm going to eat and I'll probably <laughs> I might have a beer or two even. Rob, yeah. Robbie, Robbie, you said you and you and your lovely spouse might actually drive out. That's I uh, you know that was uh, yeah, it was it was mentioned as a possibility, and I think it was quite quickly poo-pooed. It's, it's a cool that. drive. We've done that drive a few yeah. times. Uh, it just seems like late August would be eh, kind of a rough time to make that 19-hour trip. That was the thing. She said, well, how, why don't we, what about what if we drove? Because it's the week before our 10th anniversary. So uh, she thought we could kind of make this into like a little anniversary trip. And we could. We, theoretically, we could, but... Late August, driving 19 hours, that doesn't sound so good. Well, you should bring her anyways. Uh, April will That's be here. Cool. It'll be a blast. Sarah will be here. Yeah. It's going to be incredible. Oh. Mm-hmm. That could be fun. So we maybe will, some cake uh, stands. We'll I don't know. I haven't done one since the last time. <laughs> <laughs> so that was... Well, and, and the last time, it was probably like 10 years since I had done one. So I'm actually more in practice now than it was last time. So That's a good, good point. Mm-hmm. Last time I did a cake stand was also at the Cigar Dojo studio. At uh, the at the big event. That was God, I remember Claudio was doing one and I was just holding my breath, just like don't drop him, don't drop him, don't drop him. So anyway, uh times have changed since then. But uh not that I would want you to drop him now. I just don't <laughs> Oh yes, please continue. <laughs> That's not, that's, that's not what I meant at all. Just that I don't work there anymore. Um, okay, so let's let's try to pull it back uh-huh. and remind everybody why they're here, Randy. This is Flavor Odyssey. We are in the final episode of the Connecticut rapper excursion, if you will, that we're on. And we are wrapping it up with, hello, there it is, the Southern Draw. Desert Rose, Rose of Sharon. Brought this, to you by, brought to us, by the fine Andy. folks at Smoke In. Indeed. Super yeah. excited to have that uh, that sponsorship from Smoke In. Abe's a solid dude, and make sure that we have all the cigars we need to carry on with this show. I, I heard that he makes beef jerky. Don't even start with me. You know I had a day. <laughs> Oh man, this is but, gonna be fun. Are you? I will. Are you gonna bring like a mega stash of jerky for this? Yes. Rocky Mountain Absol- Cigar Fest. Absolutely. Well, now now and that feed Coop people ru- ruined my good name, I've got I've got to like show the masses that my beef jerky is of an extremely high quality, mm-hmm. and and just because some people have numb palates, um, that <laughs> <laughs> it's the that's the only homemade beef jerky I've ever thought was like actually good. And it's really good. I, I I will tell you, and this is why why I was so frustrated with that one is because we're going through and I'm tasting the three jerkies, and I tasted Abe's man, and it is legit. Mm. Like I I literally didn't think I had 
anything to worry about in that competition. And then I ate Abe's and I was like, uh oh, like, like this could go either way. And yet you so, didn't lose to Abe. I, <laughs> all right. So moving right along, I uh, was super excited about wrapping up the Connecticut shade, uh, wrapper here. Rob, you want to tell us about this fine Southern draw, Rose of Sharon, Desert I, Rose? I will. I, I do want to point out, I, I can't see everything on the screens, but I did see the bulk of that comment. And the Soy and Swisher episode is next week. It's next week. <laughs> so, uh, so you tuned in. Uh, I, I don't know who said that, but they tuned in a little bit early. Um, <clears throat> so Rose of Sharon, I am, uh, you know, it's funny. I found a review written by this guy, Jordan Gutrob. Gutomsky. Tomsky, that's how you say it. Uh, on September 23rd, 2019, Jordan, this was one day after my birthday. How exciting is that? But <clears throat> Rosa Sharon, uh, so the Rosa Sharon is a, a line from uh, Southern Draw. Desert Rose is kind of an extension of that line. And it's, it's Jordan, would you call it kind of a souped up, amped up version? It's definitely an amped up Connecticut. I don't think that necessarily means it's strong it's just very oh, i mean i mean very it's like an amped up version like, compared to the original rose of sharon oh yeah i mean it's like it's it's, it's yeah, cranked, it's cranked very, to 11 yeah, this, in terms of connecticut exactly. uh, yeah. I, it's it, you'd be uh it'd be hard to find a more flavorful connecticut than that mm-hmm. say. by the way it was our number two cigar of the year you're, you're getting ahead of me in sorry my sorry time. sorry robbie oh, sorry no i appreciate it usually <laughs> i got excited usually that's the kind of thing Usually that's the kind of thing that I just neglect to mention. So I, it's you're totally in the right to uh, to point it out. So I appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, number two cigar of the year, 2019 on the dojo, Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, Nicaraguan Habano binder, fillers from Honduras and the Dominican. And the the interesting note here is it's a the the blend is tweaked and it features some higher priming, Corojo 99 and Peloto Cubano Lajero filler leaves from Nicaragua mm-hmm. and the Dominican. So that's kind of the big difference is. The, the filler is uh, is just a little bit tweaked. Um, this is, it comes in 10-count bundles. The MSRP of the cigar is around $11.99. Uh, 11. That's for the – does this come in another size than the Bellicoso Fino? I, right now it's just I in that it, one size. Okay, that makes, that makes perfect sense because every time I, I was looking for it, I would only see this size. So, yeah, Bellicoso Fino is a 5.5 uh, by uh, 52 Bellicoso, so it's got the torpedo tip on it. Just a phenomenal, phenomenal cigar. And 150% of you know about Randy. I haven't played that bit in a while. It's been a long time since I dropped 150%. The uh, Southern Draw cigars have been around for a while, since 2014, um, which isn't that long. Six years. Really, it's, like, it's more like five and a half. This company's been around basically for five years. And they went, and really it's been like the last three, two or three years, they've really taken off. With um, you know the Jacob's Ladder and um, what are, and the seat the Cedrus is, is another one and, and this Rose of Sharon it's a pink band I think that's why it's been so successful it's a pale pink too which pale pink is my favorite pink it's a bold move there are multi- there there are a lot of pinks out there Randy and pale pink really is the way to go mm. it's, I think right, it's the you, first time that color's been used outside of like it's a girl cigars that you get you, you know what you may I, I, I don't know if that was a joke or not, but you may actually be right. Kind of, but like, can you think of one? (laughs) No, that's fair. Like, I can't think of any cigar that had 
a pink. Uh, well, the turtles had the pink package, but it that was more like a psychedelic thing. Right. I can't think of anything that had pink off the top of my head. Purple, yes, but not not pink. Hmm, interesting. Randy Never he really is going to talk at some point on this show. I think we tried to prod him. He's not interested today. I'm 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 in sucking it all up, man. I'm enjoying all the great conversation you guys are having. But I do have a question. You said that the uh, uh, so so you said that it's the same filler ingredients but higher primings uh, of Lijero in, instead of the the Visos and the Secos. Is this the same wrapper that's on Rosa Sharon? Because I thought this was a unique wrapper. They in the, in the press release they kind of described it as like a hardier, uh, hardier Connecticut, but I'm not sure if it's actually higher priming or what the actual they're both, is. As far as I I can see, they're both listed as Ecuadorian Connecticut. That's okay. All that really tells. Ro- wait, Robert Holt just commented. He said it's a different wrapper than the Rose of Sharon, and yeah. So um, he doesn't say how, but he said it's it's a different wrapper. So I guess it's a slightly different wrapper. Hmm. Well, thank you for that, Robert. We appreciate you tuning in and uh, chiming in with that. And twenty count uh, boxes, you, boys. Oh yeah, no, boxes I. That'd yeah, be nice. Yeah, that's exciting. That's breaking this news. Is such a fantastic. Is it breaking news? I don't know. Maybe that's, not. That's the second week in a row we got to break some news on this show. Um, I yeah, I absolutely. And before we move on from this, I do love this cigar. I think it has. A ton of flavor, you know, compared to uh, the other Connecticut's that we've had um, throughout uh, the first four shows of season two. Uh, this one has um, a very kind of elegant toasted bread character that's just very, very oh, totally very that's full flavor. Exactly what I get, but like very, yeah. very heavily buttered toast. Mm, yeah. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, almost no, to where like that. you know when you butter toast so much where it's actually like coming through the other side of the toast. <laughs> it almost like it's like a, it like pools on the top. Oh like, yes, like a yep. little little pool of melted butter. Yes, just get out of town. This so, guys, this was a cigar that when we smoked it, we said, okay, Whoa. it's for sure in probably going to be in the top three of our year end list. And when we got down to our year end list. And as many of you know, the numero uno took the number one spot. But the this cigar and that cigar, like there was like arm wrestling going on in yep. Dojo Studios. <laughs> That's how close it was. This cigar could have easily been the number one cigar of the year. And either one of those cigars, numero uno, which you guys did last week, or this cigar, these are Connecticut's that are head and shoulders above what you would normally get as a Connecticut. And if you've if you're if you're a Maduro guy and and you're and you're you know, really into that, like, give these a shot because, man, they offer so much flavor and so mm-hmm. much fun. Yeah, no, I, I agree. You guys went crazy about these, and it was really one of the first Connecticut's because you guys know I'm a heavy, I mostly smoke Maduro's or or, or a little bit darker natural cigars. Um, this was one of the first Connecticut-wrapped uh, cigars that I really, really went in for. 
<laughs> and then okay, Randy sorry, starts we, reading. <laughs> as we all we all freeze. To read put, yeah, you put a half a page. Well, I thought Robbie. I thought Robbie could read it while you were talking. You know, that's, that's, Jordan, hey Jordan, why don't you read what Robert Holt just wrote? Robert Holt from Southern Draw just wrote. So, no, these are different. It's a different rapper from the regular uh, Rosa Sharon. This cloud-grown Connecticut was cloud a single grown. harvest year from 2005. It's a longer growth cycle, almost six months before these leaves were primed and resulting in thicker wrapper but smaller veins and more body than the wrapper for the rose. There you go. Oh, wow. Interesting. Oh, yeah. That is a very interesting. <clears throat> and, and it's um, – I, I swore I had read or heard Robert reference uh, that before, that he saw this wrapper and just – it was some, something along the lines of he knew right away that, that this was something that he wanted to work with. And, um, <laughs> um, yeah, so it is absolutely delicious. I'll digress. And, and now, Randy, we have to uh, spend the rest of the show defending our choice of a Pilsner uh, to pair with this because I don't know if you noticed, but when I, I shared this on Facebook and I tagged Robert in it, and so we're pairing it with a Pilsner. He's like, come on, guys. Come with something that's got a little bit more hop flavor to it. Wow. So, he, uh, so he publicly shamed us for... <laughs> I think it's a pretty good pairing. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not smoking the rest of sherry, but... <laughs> but... But no, he, was, he uh, threw some shade, <laughs> as the kids say, um, uh, about us going with a Pilsner. So I'm not really going to chime in quite yet on the pairing because we still have a ways to go, but... Let's uh, maybe let's introduce the beers that we're drinking and sure. and go from there. Randy, you want to go first? So we're go we're well, you went with just the idea of a pilsner. We didn't specify like a Czech pilsner or a German pilsner or you know what have you. We just said pilsner in general. And the idea with that is just to to completely get away from uh, what we did last season, where it was a specific beer that we were talking about. This is more of a style thing, and any Pilsner that you found or you could find locally, maybe your local uh, brewery makes a really good Pilsner um, or something to that effect. So Randy and I are drinking different beers, and uh, that's my little uh, semi-soapbox moment. More like, okay. a, like, like a tissue box moment. It's a smaller <laughs> box to stand on. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Anyway. I think the soapbox is significantly smaller than a tissue box, but... Well, I think of like a big, I think of a big like tide, you know the the soap like you put in your like it's a big box, right? Like yeah, because no, like people stood on a soapbox and they like said a bunch of stuff like they'd get in the t- in the middle of like town square and they stood on a a large you know soapbox and that's why they call it a soapbox. So, Randy, you're you're on crack. Well, well, um, well yeah, I'm going I, more of like I, a small shipping Amazon box. Mm. Well, I, I do I do appreciate uh, Eric you chiming in with uh, your tales from the 1800s. Uh, it's it's always exciting to hear about your childhood. Um, <laughs> ouch! And uh, and and I'll tell you, you know, it's funny because I I said that without even thinking I've I've had soap on the brain lately. Um, but uh, I use that term all the time. I always have my soapbox moments in my mind. I think I always vi- envision a milk crate. Which is, has nothing to do with soapboxes, so I I, I don't but even know. That's still pretty size. Look at this comment yeah, right. from uh, Vince Beans. Oh, oh wow! Whoa. Rob greater than Randy. <laughs> Ouch! I mean, that's, 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 that's hardcore. Direct. That's pretty <laughs> direct attack. Think, but no, I mean, uh, that, there's not much uh, interpretation left uh, to be had there. That was uh, pretty direct, Vince. Thank thank you for. 
for watching the show and supporting. Bit of confidence uh, for you. You're kind of a thanks, jerk. Thanks, thanks for being here. <laughs> so to, to, to Rob's so, point, thank yeah. you for that, Rob. And, and you know, I've, I've enjoyed um, being distracted by the live comments as we go here and seeing uh, all the different um, – uh, pairings that that was a big part uh, to Rob's point. We wanted to do something different um, than what we had done in season one. I'm not going to read that, even though it's covering my Don't face. Don't do it, Randy. And, Don't do it. Uh, and and um, so so yeah, we definitely want to hear from you guys what what your um, what you decide to pair it with and how that's working out. Saw Bill's got the Pilsner Quill. Bill's doing an upper decker. Uh, that's, that's 1989 Upper Deck, I hope. Yeah. Um, and Griffey's um, rookie, that's still worth them. Oh, I I had the entire set, the 1989 set. I sold that way too early. Yeah, um, you did. yeah. And, no, you um, probably sold it at the right time. It's not worth anything really, other than the Griffey. Yeah, the Griffey was definitely the most. We can valuable. move on. Um. So. Uh, so <laughs> any, anyhow, yeah. We so we we went with Pilsner. We're going to talk a little bit about Pilsner. Um, today I chose to uh, drink a beer from the brewery that I work at. Uh, this is called Lucky Lager. This is the box right here. This is a uh, a brand I'll talk a little bit about, uh, but it was extremely popular in the 1950s and 60s, and recently was recommissioned by Paps Brewery and uh, contracted 21st Amendment mm. for. Uh, for the production of it's it, pretty so we uh, sexy packaging on that guy. Oh yeah, no, it's uh, it's classic old packaging. I was going through doing some research on this, and I found pictures. This was originally done in um, church key cans, so it was like a, a solid steel can that you physically needed to punch a oh. uh, dual hole into to drink it. It was before the the pull tabs existed. Uh, so this this brand has uh, quite a bit of American history and uh, came around right after Prohibition. But I'll, I'll get into that a little bit more. Uh, Rob, would you like to introduce the, the beer you're drinking today? I would. I do have a question, though, about Lucky Lager. Was that ever available in, like, the the short round, like, short kind of fat bottles, like uh, Lucky Stripe? Oh, I'm... Yeah, no, you might be thinking of Lucky Strike. I did not see any bottles. Of well, it. Lucky Strike is a cigarette company. Um, oh, Red 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 Stripe. Stripe that's Lucky what Stripe. I was thinking. Red yeah, Stripe yeah. is uh, not the beer that I'm thinking of because there is a picture. Because I was born in the '70s, and this was like a, a prerequisite for parents back then. There's a picture of me as oh. a baby. Oh, did it, it? It came in short, kind of roundish bottles. Yeah, and it was really popular for the the cap underneath. Had the little like picture puzzles. Oh, that that's not what I'm getting at. Okay, maybe they did that. I don't remember. But actually, that does kind of strike a memory. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's a picture of me, and now I'm gonna have to find it. At I was less than a year, and I'm sitting there with a, a lucky, what is it called? Lucky Lager bottle, and I'm drinking from it. I don't know if there was beer in it or not, but there's nice. a picture of me as an infant. Uh, getting after one of those bottles, I, and I had a strong parenting right there. You like, and Sensei both. There's a I'm picture of you drinking a Schlitz. There's a picture of me when I'm like nine months old drinking Schlitz, and I can guarantee you it was full, baby. Not, <laughs> yeah. yeah, when you started. Say, yeah, when I started, <laughs> it wasn't full when they got it from you. What about uh, Red Stripe? Hooray beer! Kind of, kind of similar to the packaging you got there as well. 
Patrick. Right. That's, what the, that's what the commenters are saying. I oh. thought I'd bring it up. No, I, I, yeah, that's their. Uh, it was their uh, commercials for a while. So uh, um, George, anyway, you no, that's... that you weren't able to afford to buy these cigarettes because Robert didn't send them to you free. Uh, <laughs> these cigars. I don't Jesus smoke Christ. cigarettes, Randy. I, I had a I had a long day. He mentioned re- never mind. No, Robert um, did give me you... some Rose of Sharon Desert Rose actually, and I smoked the last one like on Friday because I hadn't been updated on the show what we were, what we were smoking. Plus, it's so good you just had to smoke. Yeah, it. I just couldn't. Yeah, that's that's that. what I but did you guys get Pilsners there in Colorado? You guys, uh... All right, check this out. We've got, I've got uh, New Terrain Brewing Pillow Drops. Matt, did you bring this? Ooh. Matt, Our good buddy Matt Hall brought this to the studio, and i got to say, it is delightful. I and like we are name. smoking, where am I? Lords of England from De Crozier fame, Connecticut. Nice. Made at uh, Perdomo Factory. Darn good cigar. Nice. Now, I, uh, Randy, <clears throat> went with a Pilsner from the brewery that I work with called Laughing Monk. And the beer is right there. You can see it. Uh, Holy Ghost Pilsner. And this is kind of our uh, flagship Ooh, beer. So you guys are both drinking your own beers. A little battle of yeah. breweries going on here. Yeah. It's not, they're not our beers. Randy hey, will be know. very quick to tell you they're not our beers, nor are they our breweries. We just uh, try to make sure that people buy the stuff. That's what we do. <laughs> but uh, as you can see, it looks very, very uh, nice and clear in this lovely flavor odyssey. Look at that guy. Look at that. Isn't that crazy? Just amazing. Good stuff. Um, anyway, so ours is our Pilsner. Flavor profile, I was talking to Jeff today. Jeff's our head brewer. And I said, hey, Jeff, I'm going on my show tonight, and I'm going to be drinking our Holy Ghost. I said, do you have any pearls of wisdom for me? And he said, it's, um, it's a really popular beer. It's like, thanks, man. That's awesome. No, he said it's, uh, it's, it's a little bit different. It's, it's kind of a mix between a Czech and a German, even though we call it a German pills. It's a little bit, uh, a bit of a mixture. And Randy, I'm assuming that you're going to jump in and talk about the difference between the two because we haven't really uh, kind of addressed that, and I don't want to throw you under the bus. Um, it's just it's kind of a flavor profile difference between the two, yeah. Yeah. So in the Pilsner family, uh, according to the Beer Judge Certification Program style guidelines, mm-hmm. uh, you you have a German Pilsner, a Bohemian Pilsner, and a classic American Pilsner. The um, German Pilsner is what is widely identified as like the basic like foundation of what Pilsners are. Um, and so with a German Pilsner, you're going to have a light grainy uh, Pils malt character, which is uh, slightly sweeter than uh, an American Turo. It, it should have a distinctive flowery or spicy noble hop. Should be... Very clean, refreshing, easy drinking. Uh, we've talked, you know, in previous shows about the differences between ales and lagers, and it has nothing to do with where the yeast reside in the liquid. Um, but uh, but Pilsner should have a have a sweet character uh, from from the German Pilsner malt, and should have a very 
uh, obvious bitterness and and hop character uh, imbalance. Wow! <laughs> wow! Don't, don't 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 let him hate Randy. Keep going. I'm enjoying and, it. And and a, and a Czech pilsner, uh, also <laughs> referred to as a Bohemian pilsner or for short Bow Pills, uh, is going to be slightly darker in color uh, from the Moravian uh, malts that are used in that. And it, and what the big differentiation is. Um, because if you read all the stats of a German pills and a Czech pills, they're virtually identical, like on a stat sheet. The difference is in the mouthfeel. Uh, you, you get you get a, a much more um, medium mouthfeel uh, versus the lighter, cleaner, um, refreshing character from a German pills. And so, um, so it's interesting that uh, that your brewer would say that there's a little Czech. Uh, feel there if anyone was noticing when we both held up our glasses yours does have a darker uh, hue to it um, where mine uh, follows uh, along the uh, lines of a more classic German pills even though this is a uh, originally an American brew in 1937 the the general brewing company uh, in San Francisco um, started up and again you know we were under prohibition until 1933 so there was very very few breweries uh even in existence in america by 1937 and so this one uh, during that time as breweries were starting to open for the first time after a 13-year hiatus due to the 18th amendment um, a lot of breweries their their game plan was to just turn and burn and get beer out as quickly as possible because there was this pent-up, uh, unsatiable demand from the American public who had, uh, you, you know, gone through this sobriety state of, uh, of 13 years. And so um, what General Brewing Company decided they wanted to do was to bring some of the German uh, qualities of beer to American drinking and so they uh, they opted to lager uh, a beer in classic German style and to make it from all barley rather than uh, the American standard lager that was being made um, with uh, additions of corn and or rice and was being uh, wasn't as lagered as long so that they could uh, <clears throat> so, that, so they could turn their profit as quickly as possible. So, um, so general um, went went through. It became a very, very popular beer. They ended up changing its name to Lucky Lager. The funny thing when I was reading about this beer uh, that I thought was you guys would enjoy a little bit was that this is one of the beers that took advantage of the generic trend that had gotten really popular. Um, and so they literally, they went away, you know, the brewery changed hands, a millionaire bought it in the, uh, in the fifties, I believe, and changed it to a white label. And it literally just said beer across the can. And, um, I, I, I don't know what's going on in the production booth today, but, but, <laughs> uh, hey, hey, Randy, um, Rob's just gone. <laughs> I had to get up to get another beer, so I missed most of that. Can you start over? <laughs> I, I love that Rob saw that just I was on the screen, and he's like, oh, perfect opportunity <laughs> for me to run and get a beer. And Jordan's like, I'm putting Rob's empty chair back on the screen. 
That was that was a yeah. cold move, Jordan. That I, I think I think it's, that's a strong move. That makes strong moves. I'm trying that to churn out quality content here, people. Come on. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I I think you guys just have a just being goofy. Today. No, go on, go on. Uh, so Lucky Lager uh, ended up uh, dropping the name Lucky Lager. This was the most popular beer in the West. It was in Utah um, and California primarily only. But their brewery, get this, in 1937, they built a brewery that cost a million dollars and could make 100,000 barrels of beer when they opened and was able to be expanded to twice that. That is literally the size of the brewery that I work at today and a million dollars in 1937. Uh, and I, I, I don't know the exact math of like what a million dollars was then to what it is now. But I mean, that it, it was one of the most high end, um, you know, advanced, uh, <laughs> advanced breweries of its time. And uh, yeah, they were just trying to create German Pilsner. They, they ended up uh, walking away from the, the name Lucky Lager, went to just generic beer. Uh, once that trend kind of died down, the brand died. Um, the brewery went out of business. It, the brand moved around to a couple different breweries uh, over time that kept trying to, um, to bring it back to life. And in 2018, the Pabst Brewing Company bought this brand as a regional brand just for California and the West coast and, uh, and brought it back commissioned 21st amendment to contract brew it. And, uh, and it is absolutely <laughs> delicious. <laughs> so for those of you listening on podcast, I don't have, Ow, the, I uh, couldn't pull it up. The benefit of, uh, of watching the video there, there's, when when Randy gets on a roll, he can he can really talk, and that's, and, but he's talking about what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about right. beer. You're not going to hear this anywhere else. So, uh, but he's he's kind of developed internally a a a, a, a reputation of being a bit uh, overly verbose, <laughs> if you will. And um, this is Eric and Jordan, me, by the way. Eric and Jordan decided to uh, to demonstrate that by leaving. <laughs> so we could you could we could we we change screens to look at their and look at their uh, their location and there's nobody there crickets so uh they're just giving randy a hard time it's no hilarious. but we that's that's our randy we need it yeah it's part of oh, the, absolutely it's part of the experience absolutely that's why space is on the glass <laughs> and in fact do we have any of these glasses left are they sold out uh waiting for the we have a few glasses oh, left let's... We have a few left. Okay. Because I've got uh, my parents. Patrick, Patrick I, I owe you a box. These, are, they, I, these I mean, have been become like my favorite, my preferred drinking are, They're glass. great. I freaking love the glasses. Great. I absolutely love them. I you drink know, my, my wife and I kind of fight over them. To, to for, you have four for, of them. Well, I, I, I gave one to my sister. <laughs> I gave one to my mom or my dad. Oh. Oh. My mom wants one, and my other sister wants one, and my niece wants one, and now people at the brewery want one too. So I need more. If you come to Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest, we might be able to hook you up. Ooh. Okay, that's good. I need to. I need, we need to renegotiate my contract. I need fifteen glasses. Uh, um, there the, might be uh, some say... custom swag for y'all that come out. Oh. The party. Randy's face on a speedo. What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'd wear 
Whoa. We, we want people to so... buy this stuff. So. <laughs> Um, the, you know, I actually I saw Rob. You posted a picture with our glass on it this week, and someone asked for the name of it, and you correctly said it's a it's a derivative of a glass that was a collaborative project between Sierra Nevada and Dogfish Head. Uh, There's no they, way I would have said any of that. I didn't say any of that. I I, that, I, I, I would never <laughs> say anything is a derivative of anything. And you said collaborative. I work in the beer industry. Do we say collab? We don't say collaborative. Uh, uh, oh. Do you say probably when you mean probably? Only to you, because I know it really, really bothers you. I hey, love the I hey, love the English hey, language. Anybody uh, wants a list of Randy's pet peeves? Hit me up. <laughs> I'll help you out. Uh, so, um, so Sierra and Dogfish Head came out with a glass <laughs> called the IPA glass, and uh, it had a very uh, narrow kind of stem portion down here and came up with with the nice lip um that this glass specifically is called the mastercraft 280220 Mastercraft. Um, oh. classic which everybody knows that <laughs> well so i i like i went back and i referenced it and i was like yeah i'm not even gonna bother posting that like that doesn't mean anything to anybody um but it is an ipa glass um it was designed to um to best enhance uh, a hoppy beer, but uh, to Jordan's point, and this is, I, I'm I'm with you. This has become my favorite go-to glass for everything. I'll tell you what, uh, Pilsner tastes pretty good out of it. Damn straight, Pilsner tastes pretty good. We out of we described it on the website as a 13 ounce craft master grand style glass. That's a little that's, more sayable. I think that's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. And really, it's you don't need to know what it's called because you know where to get them. You know what I mean? Boom. Dojo.com. Cigardojo.com. <laughs> get it right, that's, Randy. That's why it's only a We tried to get Dojo.com. It's like a million dollars. That's why it's only a participation trophy. <laughs> oh, man. I was in a lounge last night. I literally, I'm one of six guys. Five of them had a gosh darn cigar dojo Hall of Fame coin and like had had choreographed when Randy gets in the lounge, we're all going to hold up our coins and rub my face. And it. it was pretty sad. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, gonna... Tanner, you're no longer invited to any <laughs> cigar functions. I wish I had read that now. Uh, you're good. Having not read it. You're good. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, <laughs> it, conjures, it conjures up a very offensive image. Uh, oh. Yeah. I need yeah, to save space or something. I, I I don't know what to do right now. Um, anyway, we uh, do you want to get into the uh, to the pairing here? We'll talk we maybe a well. bit about some some intensity and some flavor hooks. I like it. Do it. Pardon me. The mute button is important because Pilsner, for whatever reason, is a belch inducing beer for me. Do you find that uh, when you drink Pilsners? More so, you, you have a little bit of the uh, burpage? Yes, and I'd tell you why, but I'm afraid everyone would fall asleep or leave. <laughs> that we want to know. Why, Randy, why does the uh, why does the Pilsner make you burp more? Uh, a, a lighter-bodied beer has less residual sugar in it and therefore can um, absorb 
a higher volume of CO2 dissolved into solution. Uh, it's just like why soda is uh, always more effervescent than beer is because of the residual sugar that's uh, that's in beer. It gives it more mouthfeel and a heavier body. And so it, it's literally space taken up that the CO2 can't absorb into. And so this being a very light-bodied style, it can become more effervescent. And often the breweries will intentionally ramp up the effervescence to align better with uh, traditional and classic style parameters. Do you guys remember that uh, soda in like the late 90s that was like supposed to like really make you burp? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? No. It's like a cola that was like a burp soda. A cola. Are you talking about Jolt? Oh, it uh, might be. Was it Jolt? Uh, Jolt just had like three times the caffeine. Yeah. I think oh. you're thinking of uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And mm, that's the, the one. The, the, where they're <laughs> floating. Well, I was all of a sudden, burp. I'm like floating up to the top fizzy, of the ceiling. Fizzy lifting drink. And then I have to explain, you know, like why we went off the rails on this adventure. And it turns out I got the, I got the factory, so it's, it's all good. <laughs> so you just have to avoid the big fan at the top. It gets, it gets pretty sketchy up there. <laughs> uh, so why you're always safer in a glass elevator. What? Go ahead, Rob. <laughs> I, this is this is just terrible. Uh, hold on, I have a gigantic fly. Um, so for me, Randy, this pairing is working out very very well. It is highlighting the cigar. It's it's highlighting the cigar more so than the beer. I'll be honest that way. So maybe it's not a, an, an equal pairing, but the cigar, everything about the cigar that I like, that creamy texture, the that buttery. Kind of, and there's there's a little bit of that white spice I get on the retrohale as well. It is very <clears throat> surge. Surge was a, a a drink. I don't think I ever had it, but uh, now Rand Randy's definitely not drunk. This is only like five percent. He's only had one. So um, <clears throat> the uh, so so for me the flavor profile <laughs> that may be true. That may be true, Rob. Well, no, this is only my fifth. Jordan's definitely drunk. That, that absolutely true. explains gets, a lot of the production. Like, like he, gets uh, away, he gets away with it every week. <laughs> so, like, okay, here's here's a perfect. I'm gonna give you an, an analogy for why I think Jordan oh. is always drunk and gets away with it, right? So, <clears throat> and this kind of ties into dojo history. Oh, I had a dog. I had a boxer named Charlie. <laughs> oh, God. And how did you, we get here? No, just listen, just listen. And we and Charlie was affectionately known as Stinky Butt because he would fart all the time and like he could clear a room out, right? Of course. And so we blame all these farts on him. It turns out it was little Ruby that had the farts, not Charlie. <laughs> so he was getting blamed for stuff. That wasn't necessarily his fault. That's the story of my life, Robbie. You just what? explained the story <laughs> of my life. Is no. Jordan blames everything on us, but he's drunk all the time. That's my I, point. I am 99% sure I'm the only person on this show right now that isn't drunk. <laughs> <laughs> which, which has got to be some sort, sort of like, like milestone in, in flavor honesty, right? Like if, uh, that yeah, I'm the if, sober guy. If that were the case, that would be some sort of milestone. 
I can assure all of you that I am uh, not inebriated. Change, change of the subject, absolutely. That's what I do. So for me, <laughs> flavor of the cigar is really being elevated by this beer. Now, we, I do agree with Robert that we could have gone with a stronger beer. Um, it, you think of a Connecticut and you think, well, maybe I don't want to over, run over the flavors. I wouldn't have gone too, too strong if, uh, if we were doing this show three weeks from now. I would have a fresh batch of coffee and cream ale from, uh, from Laughing Monk that I would pair with it. And I think that would go a little bit better. It's, uh, it's a little bit sweet. It's got some coffee notes, a little bit of vanilla in there. And that would be, it's not the barrel-aged version, it's just the basic version. And I think that pairing would be just off the charts great. But <clears throat> as far as intensity of flavor, I think we're kind of spot on. Pilsners, I think, get a bad rap, too, of not having a lot of flavor. And that's, as far as I'm concerned, not very true. Um, so the, the intensity of flavor for me really works. Randy, how's it on your end? Two prize packs to the Flavor Odyssey viewers. Randomize. Let Robert Holt know. Whoa. Oh, <clears throat> All right. So, who, so uh, you guys have access to who's still watching right now, right? Well, I can't see any of that. Well, after that last analogy of yours, I think we lost half our viewers. But that being said, it does remind me that something that what? hasn't been said in this show was that while we appreciate so much the live viewership of the show we love it when you guys join us and and chime in and and make fun of rob and vince you're kind of a jerk saying he's better than i am but just the same we really appreciate when you guys hit the share button uh share this show on on your personal timelines uh spread the word for those that haven't heard about uh cigar dojo or flavor odyssey um that's that's typically uh, what we would do. That's one of the easier things that we can do, actually, uh, to, uh, well, to pick perfect. out some some random. It's perfect now because those are people who are still here. Yeah, yeah. See? Well so, done. So, well, we totally well done, Robert. You had you had to actually be, stay in long enough to watch this show come off the rail several times and stick with us <laughs> to even qualify for these great prizes from uh, our friends over at Southern Draw. And you've we, earned it. You've yes, earned it. you have. Today, you all have. And we thank Southern Draw and Robert Holt so much uh, for making that available to our listeners and watchers. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Didn't see that one coming. Yeah. Uh, appreciate appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, so trying to get back to the pairing. <clears throat> Randy, for me, intensity is spot on. Okay. Does it speak on intensity? You're not going to go over a flavor? Isn't that how we usually do it? Okay. Um, I don't think so, but okay. Uh, I, I think that uh, the intensity is is good. Uh, you, again, you have a different Pilsner in front of you. Uh, your brewer said that uh, there is a little bit more of a um, bohemian twist on yours. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and guess that your body is a little bit more uh, close to medium bodied than mine is. Uh, mine is quite uh, quite light in body. Um, we usually stay away from the word watery as it usually has a negative connotation. Um, yeah. But but like I said, th this is supposed to be a very uh, refreshing uh, okay, and light, wait. clean beer. Bob, you can you can kiss up all you want. That's not going to make it what you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, totally, Got I him. totally win. That was awesome. By the way, good, good. 
Barry is on this crazy Warhawk kick. He already told us he was smoking Warhawk today. So I, I yeah, I like at the BS. beginning of this episode. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like Barry's all over the board. Um, I'm not saying you're disqualified, Barry, but are Barry and Bob the same person? Um, it's Barry. It's Barry. That's how yes, you pronounce Barry. it. Yeah. <laughs> Lobster. Hada. Um, so uh, the 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 pilsner I have in front of me is actually very light in body, um, and uh, I feel like the the Southern Rose has um, medium, maybe medium minus, but 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 is is more full bodied than, than the beer. And so for me, the intensity isn't quite as spot on as as you're indicating your pairing is, um, but it's in in the range that that uh, that I wouldn't say it's it's a miss, but it's not spot on. Yeah, the um, <clears throat> I, I know we 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 went out of our way to drink different beers. I, I kind of wish I would have brought you one of these, and maybe we'll do this uh, someday when we get to hang out in person again and, and try this pairing. Because I, I I'm curious to see what you think. Is I one thing I do think about our pilsner is it 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 is it does have a bit stronger of a backbone, I think than um, at least that's the way that I would say it uh, that uh, some pilsners do. It's uh, it's it's definitely got a little bit of heft to it, and I think that it's it's holding it very well against the cigar. The um, I mean, as far as a flavor hook, <clears throat> I, I to me there's in a pilsner you get a bit of a bready kind of note to it, and I think that was why we wanted to go with a pilsner because we knew this cigar was we both smoked this several times, um, and we knew that this was kind of a, a toasted bread forward uh, flavor profile. To me, that is kind of the strongest um, uh, flavor component that, uh, that really works, so that flavor hook. It brings out some extra sweetness in the beer to me, mm-hmm. which offsets that kind of buttery um, and kind of comes together with like a, a sweet cream kind of situation, which to me is very, very enjoyable. Uh, this is an absolute thumbs up for me. In fact, it might be my favorite pairing of all the Connecticut's. Wow. You're, you're jumping what? ahead. You know, Eric's gonna ask. Yeah, um, no, I got, I got way ahead. Yeah. Uh, so wait, so, are we doing um, thumbs? Are we doing thumbs right now? Uh, 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 apparently, Rob, Rob, mine, Rob doesn't remember away. how this works, and so we're kind of all over <laughs> Actually, the place here. Randy, can or uh, Jordan, can you use a different finger for me and put it over <laughs> Randy's face? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Uh, ironically, to the thumbs down in front of my face right now, I'm actually going to go thumbs down on my pairing. Um, because my Pilsner not only is uh, a little thin in body for uh, where I'd want to find it to match the medium, medium minus that I'm finding in this cigar, um, it also has a, a pretty um, sharp bitterness and, and hop character that is actually kind of nullifying and uh, and wiping out the um, that, Thank you, Pat. that 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 nice buttery toasty character that i love so much in this cigar it's not being amplified it's being drowned out by the bitterness of the beer and so um unfortunately this one was a miss for me oh i would love to see though jordan can you bring back up bill cd's uh uh comment because he was drinking no flavor hook with the urquell interesting uh because that's what i was originally gonna drink but rob shamed me for wanting to uh repeat one of my favorite beers from season one and so, uh, 
Oh, interesting. And Ke- Kevin had his cigar over on the From Family uh, Pilsner. Um, yeah. So t- to me, I'm enjoying this cigar better with uh, the Topo Chico that I have here in my beautiful footed tulip cigar dojo glass. So it's a thumbs up from Robbie and a thumbs down from Randy. That's uh, Randy's first thumbs down, I believe. And so let's let's recap season two at the beginning a little bit here. We have the Perdomo Champagne with the Moscow Mule, and that was a thumbs up from both of you guys. We Very have the tasty. Numero Uno from Hoya de Nicaragua and a Chardonnay, which is also which is also a thumbs up from both of you. And then we went to Sober Mesa with a coffee and cream, and that was thumbs down for Robbie, thumbs up for Randy. How do you place this one in the mix of those? You know, where do you put the Connecticut wrapped cigars? What's what's the best pairing in the Connecticut, you know, sphere of things that we've done to date? <laughs> That's my point. Whoever said that should win. I don't know who Patrick. said that. Yeah, Patrick should win. Um, Patrick, I'll send you more stickers. Um, the and a glass. The, what was the question? So where? <laughs> sorry, I just, Patrick threw me off. Sorry. No. Where? Oh, where does where, this where does pairing this rank, rank in, the in the hierarchy of all the Connecticut, Connecticut pairs that all. we've done so far? Yeah, what what's the best pair? What's the perfect pairing for Connecticut rapper, Rob? Oh. You know, for me, I, just, I, I think my favorite, I don't know that it was the perfect pairing, and it would work with, with every other Connecticut that we, well, it probably would, actually, except for maybe Brulee, was that Chardonnay, man. I'm surprised at how good that pairing was. And maybe that has something to do with why I thought it was so good because my expectations were lower. So maybe I came in thinking it was going to be like a two and it turned out to be a five. And so it feels like it was a 10. Does that make sense? Right. Math. So, if you, but if you go into a pairing, you think it's going to be an eight and it turns out to be a six, you're disappointed, but it's still a better pairing than the five. Yeah. So that was, that was the one that I enjoyed the most. It was the most fun. Um, and the flavor of both of those worked really well. The this pairing for me tonight, I'm having a different experience than everybody else. I and like I said, I think our Pilsner is is a bit beefier than um, than it's definitely beefier, Randy, than what you're drinking. And it's probably um, uh, was the shard oaky or buttery? I went with a very buttery shard. Isn't oaky and buttery kind of synonymous? Negative Ghost Rider, not at all. Negative so what is? Oki, I mean, honestly, I don't know if I said it in that that episode. Um, I, I do like to reference because it was a it was a romantic time in my career. I sold oak barrels to wineries for for a portion of time, and when you crack the bung off of a brand new oak barrel, nine out of ten people will smell it and say, "Oh, it smells like wine." Even though wine's never touched it, which really shows that red wine, specifically, smells of oak. Oak has that woody, charred, um, you, you know, it has that vanillin and it has that uh, mellow, um, uh, mired ki- kind of browned, caramelized, uh, uh, woody flavor. Um, and 
and you're thinking, and, and this actually came up in the in the comments of that show, that the only the only thing that has to do with the butteriness and oak is that the butteriness comes from a malolactic uh, fermentation, which which as we talked about in that show uh, transforms uh, malic acid into lactic acid, which gives that buttery uh, note, um, and often. You don't even have to inoculate your each batch of wine once you've inoculated the barrel. That um, malolactic uh, bacteria lives within the wood. And so people always kind of uh, link those two because once you put it in a barrel that's already been inoculated, you get that uh, <laughs> you get that that buttery uh, component. <laughs> but the butteriness doesn't taste like the oak. Okay, the the oak is okay, that so woody flavor. It's it's kind of like when someone says something tastes sweet, but it's really it's they're not tasting sweet. They're tasting right. kind of more malty, really. Right, I, right. Whatever is the way that you explain it. Okay, so that's so we both went with butter forward uh, flavors. I, I had uh, duckhorn, uh, chardonnay, and Randy. What did you have again? I had the um, the Kendall Jackson Reserve. The family reserve um, chard. So, boys, if you if you were going to find a good pair with this Desert Rose, Rose of Sharon from Southern Draw Cigars, what would you recommend people gravitate towards? Mm. For me, if you're going to stick with beer. Um, no, no, no. Just uh, anything. Like, literally anything. Like, if you just wanted to, like, take this cigar because it's a fantastic cigar. We all, yeah. I think we all agree that this is... One of the better Connecticut's that you can get your hands on. So if you were going to like just say, hey, dude, like pair this with what? Like this would go great with what? Well, it kind of goes back to since I never chimed in on the hierarchy, I believe that the two best out of the four. That's all right. You're done. Uh, the, the two best. So we had, There's a joke in there. <laughs> we're the Chardonnay and the Moscow Mule. I think either of those would go phenomenally well with this. Um Coffee, cream, or black would go well with this, and there are plenty of beers that would go well with this. I think you just need to have something that is gonna uh, match that um, that buttery, that that toast, that like bread crust, uh, you know, uh, subtleness, um, and a little bit more body. What do you What do you think, uh, Robbie? You know, I th the more that we talk about this, this we're talking about the Chardonnay and this buttery aspect of it. I can't help but want that right now with this cigar. Mm. And it's, it, it's just funny, man. I've never thought of pairing um, cigars with white wine. Just never really even crossed my mind. And I, we had decided on it, and uh, uh, Patrick talked me out of it, so I tried to talk Randy out of it, and he agreed. But then he forgot he agreed because he's probably drinking. <laughs> so... Um, I'm, I'm starting to realize why Randy never remembers conversations that we had. That's cool. Um, that's what Trello's for. So I, the, the more that I think about that Chardonnay, I, I almost wonder if it would be even better pairing with this than it was with the Uno. Because this, this has more, to me, I actually like this cigar better than the Uno. Um, so I would have, I, I, this, if, this, if this were a Cigar Dojo Robbie vote, I would vote. The, this number one and, and uh, number Robbie two. does have a vote. Wow, on the that's cigar dojo he, list. By the he, way, he, yeah. he does. He does. L last year he didn't vote because he didn't smoke everything, and that was 
I don't know why. It, he I also even, uh, he also talks in the third talking, person from time. Yeah, I'm not sure what that's about, but uh, channeling uh, Ricky Anderson, I guess. But uh, the, uh, yeah, that to me, like, I think if we could, if we could do that pairing, and yeah. we could, I mean, just stopping us. Uh, I think that would probably be the best. This one is right up there. That Chardonnay. I'm just surprised at how good that was. Really, can really you guys, surprised. Do, can you guys imagine that before we started this Connecticut journey, the Connecticut Shade Wrap journey, that you would be saying that the best pairing is with the Chardonnay? Chardonnay. And by the way, I, Robbie, I'm not disagreeing with you because I, I do agree with you. That pairing was outstanding. It really was. And it's I'm crazy. just, I'm just surprised. Here we are. At the end of our Connecticut shade journey, and several of us are agreeing that Chardonnay is like the best pairing with the Connecticut shade wrapper. That to me seems bizarre, but yet at the same time, I love it. It feels like we discovered something. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Does give it? Sorry, Randy, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, I, I, I agree. I think, I think it, it. I agree with Eric entirely. It's a lot of fun because none of us thought that that was going to be our favorite pairing of these four pairings. And I, I'm, I'm in full agreement. I, I think the Chardonnay would go best with this, and I think it was my favorite pairing of, uh, of this whole portion of the se- season. Do you think, Randy, that the Chardonnay would pair better with, with the the Desert Rose than it did with the Uno? I do. I agree with you on that as well. Yeah. I think I I like I I'm totally thinking about that pairing now, mm-hmm. and I might do it tomorrow. Yeah, uh, I, I like let's just do an impromptu. What's tomorrow? It's Thursday, right? Let's do just like a a impromptu live pairing, just because. And so when Robbie says something like that, that means he will definitely not do it. <laughs> <laughs> I sent out all the stickers. That's the only thing that I've ever said that I would do that. Well, that like the cigar reviews. I. I Jordan, I'll write more, I promise. And one day you're going to get like 15 reviews from me. You're not going to know what to do. Uh, right. I don't know when that day is. That day that will never go. I might be on my deathbed, but I will send them to you. Um, but no, I, I, like, I, I kind of want to... We don't really have a, a, a spot where we could do that pairing right now because we have we can get into next week's and the week after here pretty soon. Uh, and yeah, the the mule pairing was really good. That kind of surprised me too, with the the citrus forward from the lime. Uh, I, I don't think of that as being uh, conducive to to pairing with cigars really of any kind. And and to and I kind of expected the Moscow mule, frankly, to to run over the the champagne, but it didn't. It was it was a nice pairing. I really enjoyed that. Uh, the only one that I didn't like was was the coffee with the cream, and I think if we I would have gone just straight black coffee, I'd probably be saying that was the best pairing. So I think we we found four really good places. Beer is 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 a little bit weird because you can go in a lot of different directions. And Robert said maybe doing something like an IPA, some or like a maybe like a hoppy pale ale. I could see something like that, or even like if you do like a hoppy pilsner, something like that would be would still be very good because this cigar has the kick to to stand up to some of those flavors. Um, but you don't need to go with chocolate and coffee all the time. You can go in different directions. And that's that's what I'm taking from this first leg of this uh, of this journey here is don't really ride off the pairing until you give it a shot. I mean, I tried really hard to poo-poo the, to the Chardonnay. Even though it was my idea to begin with, Randy will try to take credit. 
it was my idea to begin with. And then I said, no, nah, maybe we shouldn't do that. Um, and then Randy forgot that I changed it to scotch. Although scotch pairings would have been interesting too. I think the Chardonnay was more interesting. I no, think totally. uh, I think the cigar could uh, maybe pair with a wheat wine. Mm. Not, not a barrel-aged one, but a regular old wheat wine. I think, I think it could hold up. Yeah, wheat wine's very specific flavor profile that yeah. uh, I honestly can't think of the any wheat wine that I've had that wasn't barrel aged. Um, uh, White Oak by Brewery. Yeah, I've never had it. That's definitely yeah. barrel aged. For no, the, the white chocolate is barrel aged. Here we go. Mm. This is a, uh, nah, I might be wrong. <laughs> it's, a wrong. it's a Jordan <laughs> Randy standoff. It's a Jordan Randy standoff. It's 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 uh it's it's an interesting it's an interesting idea. Like I think a barley wine would be too strong. Yeah, I wouldn't um, go barley wine. But a but a wheat wine I, I I I don't know enough about wheat wine to to speak on it. I think it could happen, boys. So just in closing on this pairing and everything, what what are your thoughts just Connecticut shade in general like is this Something that you want to do in the morning, in the afternoon, at night, like Connecticut Shade. Like, um, I think we're coming up on some darker wrappers in the next few, you know, months on this show. But just talk through, guys, what you guys have learned about Connecticut Shade. You know, if I if I can jump in, uh, Rob, the uh, as someone that constantly talks about how how I'm uh, how I'm still um, learning about. Uh, you know, the, the nuanced flavor of Connecticut. Uh, it's obviously such an easy uh, go-to to say, oh, it's a perfect morning cigar. Uh, but but I think, to, you know, the point both Rob and Eric made is, you know, you know don't stay in such a comfort zone of trying to always put uh, chocolate stout with your Maduro mm, and, yeah. uh, you know, consider <clears throat> Connecticut only good in the morning with a cup of, uh, of coffee. Um, as long as... You know, the only thing is, is, is what you've done that day. You know, is your palate uh, susceptible to be able to perceive uh, the lighter flavors? Because they're clearly lighter flavors than uh, than uh, Maduro, for instance. But um, if as a first cigar of the day, even if that's at seven or eight o'clock at night after dinner, I think this is a fantastic cigar to go to uh, any time of the day. Um, it's probably where I would start my smoking journey and, you know, rather than, you know, start with. Uh, you know the the Jacob's ladder, and then go to this. But uh, but but as long as my my palate isn't blown out from uh, other flavor experiences for the evening, I, I actually you know Eric, you and I have sat around swimming pools in the evening smoking these and enjoyed them at a very very uh, high level. So wearing speedos. <laughs> I never I never should have said anything. <laughs> I, 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 I take it back. I just let's just pretend I never said anything about that and let's move on. Uh, flavor, flavor Odyssey Speedos available now on <laughs> I mean, why, didn't I, why didn't I just say board shorts? Because like we could have actually done those, and I'd wear that. That is I, a I, requirement for uh, the Dojo Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest party. You need to be showing up in a speedo. Robbie, your thoughts on Connecticut Shade wrappers and where they, how your this season, this portion of the season, this is uh, the po- early portion. Yeah. One one of six or whatever. Like Robbie, what do you think about Connecticut Shade and and have you have you learned anything different? Like, has it is your thoughts changed? On the wrapper itself, no. Um, 
I have, I mean, not that, not that I haven't learned anything, but my, my opinion hasn't changed. The, the thing that I've really learned is it's, it's a lot more flexible for pairing than I thought it was. Mm, yeah. I think of Connecticut as I'm pairing that with coffee because I'm having it in the morning and that's pretty much it. And I've definitely proven to myself that that's, that's a load of whatever you can have a, I, I love a, a shade grown straight. I love shade grown wrappers, Connecticut shade. Um, I can smoke these any time of day, much like Randy said, you don't want to smoke it after a big beefy cigar, of course, but, um, I don't, uh, I don't discriminate as to when I would smoke a cigar like this. There, it could be 10 o'clock at night and it could be my third cigar of the day. And I want this particular cigar and I'm going to smoke it now. Maybe I'm going to miss out on a little bit, but so what, uh, I tend to be like a one to two cigar a day guy tops for the most part, unless I'm on a trip or something. Um, and then it gets into seven to eight and then it gets weird, but you don't want to smoke anything after seven or eight cigars. But, um, the main thing that I've learned is, look at Randy just over there shaking his head. I love it. Uh, the, the main thing I've learned, it, it, it is, it's, it's, it's super flexible with what you can pair with it. It's, it's a lot more um, dynamic, I think, from a flavor standpoint than I had given it credit for before. So going with a cocktail, never would have thought of it before. I mean, vodka-based cocktail makes sense. We could go, like, we could pair it with a, uh, with a Tom Collins might be really good and that's gin based i mean it's kind of it's just gin lemon and simple syrup but um you know something like that could work out really well too so it's it's a really good summer evening cocktail pairing cigar it really is um it also is really good in the morning with coffee so it's as far as as being like it's pairability that's a word it is now. Uh, it, it is now. <laughs> it's pairability par- is much higher than I thought it was. Okay. Uh, I mean, there's there's uh, there's just a myriad of cocktails that you could have. Wine I never would have thought of. Uh, I wouldn't go with something um, that's going to be more dry, like a, a Sauvignon Blanc or something like that. I think that might be a little too um, uh, a little too fruit forward, maybe. I don't know. But then, but then Moscow Mule is pretty fruit forward too, and it, and it worked. So maybe it would work. I don't know. I, I'm just surprised at how how parable it is. That's what I've learned. Nice. It might. Oh, have, I, I, I do like what, well, one thing. Oh, I'm sorry, Eric, just real quick. No, uh, yeah, the, the the idea that you know this part of this conversation offline that we all had. Uh, Robin made the comment that he didn't uh, see citrus character pairing well with cigars, and uh, and Eric, you you pointed out an experience you had with. Uh, Rob at TPE this year where you guys were having a citrus cocktail uh, that went really well with cigars and Rob you you admitted that the the Moscow Mule went really fantastic with the Connecticut so I think that actually um, lends some credence to to Robert's point that a hoppy beer um, that obviously uh, you you know you're thinking of it as having some citrus characteristics and and notes Um, um, it it would be an interesting one I I definitely want to try a pale ale now with this cigar yeah i think pale uh, i wouldn't i wouldn't want to go with like a. sorry jordan uh, i wouldn't want to go with like a uh, like a hazy ipa or anything like that i think it, that that fruit flavor is just going to be too heavy um in my opinion to to go with uh, with something like this but i could be i mean i've been wrong before but I, the idea of uh, yeah, true story the uh idea of of 
of cocktails with a fruit component. Yeah. It's it's uh, I, I I just think of those flavors as so bright, and with a cigar, e even if you find some brightness in there, the brightness you usually find is is more like a, a spice or a heat for me. So I, I don't think of them as as pairing very well, but clearly that was that was not the case. So um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to try a bunch of different stuff with uh, with Connecticut's and uh, a lot of those and any clear. Uh, alcohol-based cocktails. I mean, when you start getting into old fashions and things like that, they may work, but they're going to be a little bit heavier, sure. So vodka-based, gin-based, that kind of stuff could be... The door is wide open there. So, boys, uh, we've got next week coming up as a wild card wild episode. Card. And uh, what do you... Robbie, what do you have planned for us on the wild card episode? So I'll give you guys some updates for next week and uh, and the next wrapper that we're getting into. So uh, next week we've got wild card episode, and we've got a guest. And what? We, yeah, right. It's weird, right? We we went from like no guests to like guests all the freaking time. Now. <laughs> so it's uh, this isn't going to be like a full trend where we have just a ton of guests every time. The Steve Saka thing was was kind of. Uh, uh, fortuitous in the sense that he had he had an announcement to make that was uh, relevant to what we were were talking about. And of course, anytime you can have Steve come on and chat with him, why wouldn't you? So, um, but this for this wild card episode, we want to do something kind of fun and a little bit off the wall. So we've got uh, Fred Rui is coming on, and he and we are all going to do a cigar and bacon. Pairing, yes. For uh, for next yes. week, so that's gonna be that's gonna be a lot of fun. Now, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, are we going? Is it like a thick cut, thin cut? Who cares? Bacon? Like, I don't, I, I'm I'm gonna go get some interesting stuff from like I'm going to the butcher and I'm gonna Ooh. get a bunch of different styles. I'm gonna. Have you ever cooked your bacon in an oven? Yes. yes. Oh yeah. Oh it's, goodness. Like it's you bad. put like uh, a, you put brown grate. sugar on that bad boy. Oh yeah. Pop it's it in the oven. Don't they oh, call that million-dollar bacon? I don't know. But my, and my wife will make this uh, maple bacon candy where it's like she coats it with, like, sugar and maple, and it's amazing. So next week is going to be a lot of fun. So we're going to do all kinds of different bacon stuff. And, and uh, most of you, 150% of you, I think, know who Fred is, uh, formerly of uh, Nomad Cigars. Uh, I don't think he's affiliated with anybody yet. Uh, I think he uh, uh, exclusively pairs cigars with bacon. That's, that's <laughs> I, think that is, I think that's his deal. Yeah, but uh, I know he's he's, he's he's been playing the uh, moderator role for um, for Carney and them. What's that called? The Quarantine Grilling Show. Yeah, he's got he's got a show and and all that stuff. So that's so that's going to be a lot of fun. And if you don't follow Fred, you're not friends with him on Facebook. Or you don't follow him. He might be the best follow in the industry. He's just—he's just a blast, man. He's a lot. Of, he's a funny guy. Um, so next week is going to be uh, Randy. We might not talk that much, and that's totally fine. It's just going to be a lot of fun. Next week could turn into like a two-hour episode too, though. So is it still a Connecticut shade, or is—is is no. that no. the cigar just? No, could be anything. Just, could be anything, right? It's cigars and bacon. We're going to smoke whatever it is that we feel like smoking. So we encourage you all to do the same. Um, the following week, mm. we so two weeks from today. We are going to kick off our next round of wrapper. And, Randy, we're going with the Corojo wrapper. And 
I'm, hes- I'm going to hesitate to say which cigar we're going to smoke because that may change. But our guest is I'm going to go up this weekend. I'm going to chisel him off of my uh, Mount Rushmore. And Dion Giolito of Luzioni Cigars is going to be our guest because when it comes to Corojo, I don't know that there's anybody that's had more success with that freaking rapper. Maybe there is. Who knows? But when I think of Corojo, I think of Dion, and I think of just some phenomenal cigars. So we will definitely be smoking an Illusione cigar. Not exactly sure which one, but we'll let you guys know as soon as we can. Um, and we'll let you know the pairing for that as well. Nice. We'll list. Randy, do we have a full list of the Corojo cigars we're going to smoke? Or uh, we sure have we that? I think it's in the Trello, yeah. Uh, it is in the Trello, uh, but I actually I know them off the top of my head. So we 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 we, we, yeah. <laughs> we we had originally talked about um, having him on because of the success that um, uh, Hot Ten was the number one uh, high, highest rated cigar dojo cigar for quite some time. Uh, when I first started following Cigar Dojo, that was uh, on the right side of the website. There, kind of why Still I got is. introduced to Luzioni. Is it's it it's, number three? It's well, it's tied for number tied one. Tied for, tied for number one. Oh, the top three are tied. That's right. Um, so, so we're gonna be smoking the Hot Ten. We're gonna be smoking uh, another fan fra- favorite and favorite of mine. Uh, that would be the Foundation El Wewense. We are also going to be smoking, in my opinion, one of the best Aganorsa Leaf uh, Casa Fernandez branded cigars, which is the um, the, co- the Buena Cosecha. Ooh. And then to round it all off, we're going to go to the godfather of Corojo himself, and we are going to smoke the JRE Corojo Gran Reserva. Oh, ho, ho, ho. nice, nice. nice. Uh, I know. Uh, How's that? Oh, look out, yeah. boys! Yeah, cigars. Yeah, that's like as much as I loved this this Connecticut lineup because it's. I mean, this Connecticut lineup was great too. I mean, there were no stinkers in the bunch, and we get to cherry pick. So that's <laughs> whatever. It's our show. We can do what we want to do. So, but would <laughs> you look at the this Corojo? This Corojo lineup. I'm yeah. so excited about yeah. these cigars. Every single one of these. This might be the best chunk of the season. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, but we'll see. I, I, we'll we, see. Haven't really, we haven't nailed down the pairings. Um, I mean, but this is as far as a a, a, a run of four cigars. Like I couldn't possibly oh God, be more dude. excited about yeah. these. So that's uh, that's coming up in two weeks. So a lot of fun stuff going on uh, for us coming up. Uh, what's coming up on? We get to Smoke Night Live this week, boys. Yeah. So uh, we got uh, Steve Saka is going to be on this. Friday night, hanging out with us. And then uh, before that, uh, on the Happy Hour Virtual Lounge, we'll have Willie Herrera. We'll be talking about the new Sun Grown Dogma, which will be fun. So we'll do like that starts, uh, Jordan, what is that, like 6 o'clock Eastern? They, yes. Anybody can pop in on that. And the nice thing about the Virtual Lounge uh, version of that is like you're getting like to just talk to, to the guy. So like if you want to pop in and just talk to Willie Herrera – about how he blended this cigar and how it came to be. You can do that. And then, of course, that night, which is Friday night, then we'll have Steve Sock on. We're going to let him rant. We're going to just let him go. I'm going to probably like have like four, three or four topics and just let him just rant for a while. So you that, only need one. Yeah, you only need one. And so, <laughs> so that'll be fun. So those that's what's coming on Friday night. It's going to be a blast. Awesome. Nice. A lot of good stuff coming up. 
I'm I'm really looking forward to next week. It's uh, just it's just going to be a lot of fun. I mean, who doesn't like bacon? And uh, I, I, and honestly, food pairings with cigars is not something that I have a whole lot of experience with. And I know Randy, you do a lot of you've done a lot of food pairing stuff with beer, but it would be kind of interesting. Maybe after season two, do a few episodes where we're pairing with some food, even though for the most part, if you're out smoking a cigar or you're out eating, you can't smoke a cigar. So I don't know. Maybe I don't know. That could be fun. I think maybe do a couple episodes. Where yeah, we're, uh, it'll, it'll be cool to with... see, see how this goes, because uh, I, I haven't done any food and uh, cigar pairings. I will say, though, uh, as far as baking goes, I got an opportunity. Um, there's a there's something called Bacon Fest. And it travels around the country. And uh, a couple of years ago, it was here at Levi Stadium, where your 49ers that lost the Super Bowl uh, play. And uh, and they hosted the Bacon Fest and asked me to come out and do a, a demonstration, an educational booth on bacon and beer. And I got to say, the absolute hands-down fan favorite was a jalapeno bacon with, paired with a coconut porter. The, the coconut milk uh, actually soothes and calms the, the heat from, from the jalapeno. So I'm going to see if I can uh, uh, source me some of those for, for the show and uh, ask Fred uh, about that as we go. Are you going to smoke a coconut cigar? Um, probably not, but I will likely go with a darker cigar that will also make for a good pairing with the beer. I think there might be a uh, a white owl that comes in coconut flavor. Yeah, th- that won't be smoked in my house. Copy that. <laughs> um, but, this, but it's not your house. This is the studio. This is oh, studio. pardon me. That won't be B. smoked in Lot it's B. Pardon lot B. B. It's, uh, you know. Anyway, so that's, that's next week. That's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, it's just going to be laughs the whole time through, and I'm going to enjoy that. I don't know what I'm going to be drinking with my bacon pairing. Probably a beer, probably a dark beer, because that sounds really good. Because that gets something with a little bit of sweet to, pardon me, to uh, to balance out that salty. And then I'll probably go with a heavy cigar. I'll tell you what, I smoked a big old heavy cigar yesterday. It was fantastic. That uh, and I think we're parent we're featuring that later on in this season. The uh, uh, are we are we doing the the uh, Roma Craft Neanderthal later this year? We will be. That's right. I saw you smoke that Lord Humongous. What, yeah. What did you think of that? That was phenomenal, dude. Yeah. It was so good. I I, I, <laughs> I went outside. I, no, I, I, went, I said I want to smoke a big old beefy cigar because I just had dinner. And normally I don't I don't really go – like I don't get in for like the really super strong stuff. But, dude, it's got so much flavor. And it was strong, but it had a ton, a ton of flavor to it. I was sitting outside. I had the TV on. It was uh, it was quite a blast for a uh, Tuesday evening. But anyway, we'll get there when we get to whatever rapper is on that. San Andreas. Yeah. San Andreas. Yeah. Um, anyway, appreciate everybody hanging out with us this week and uh, and getting through the uh, the uh, I don't know, I don't know what would you the irreverence of our episode. Is that maybe a good oh, one? I, I thought you were saying getting through uh, the Connecticut rapper with us as we've wrapped up. Oh, getting through the, and getting through the rapper with us, too. That would have been much better. Uh, yeah. Today was uh, <laughs> a little bit off the rails, but we had fun. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it as well. We'll see you all next Wednesday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, as the Odyssey continues. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to each other. We'll see you all next week.